Welcome, this is Jason Hartman, and thank you for joining me. This is not a normal episode of the Creating Wealth Show. As you can probably tell, the background sounds sort of meditative and kind of new age, doesn't it? Sounds like that yoga class you might go to. (laughs) Anyway, we did something uh, kind of unique, I think, in the financial world. Starting 11 weeks ago, we started every Saturday playing a guided visualization. And the reason I wanted to share that with you is because it is an incredibly powerful tool that can help you develop a life of abundance, prosperity, success, reduce your stress level, help enhance your mood, make you more confident about your future. There are so many benefits to the process of guided visualization, and that's why I wanted to share those last 10 Saturday episodes with you. We will be doing more of them, but since we're through the first 10, and that covered my 10 commandments of successful investing, I thought I would just talk about it today and also ask you for a little feedback on how you felt about those 10 guided visualization episodes. I discovered a book maybe around 1990 or so, maybe even earlier than that, by Shakti Gawain, who wrote a book called Creative Visualization. And our mind is so powerful that we can create our future by visualizing it, by visualizing it repeatedly and with sensory-specific detail. Because as it has been proven, the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between something real and something vividly and repeatedly imagined. So this can work for us in a very, very powerful way. When we visualize our future and our goals and our plans with sensory-specific detail, in rich sensory-specific detail, vision, sound, touch, taste, smell, and emotion, it makes it that much more real. I discovered a program by a company called CyberVision, I'm not sure if they're still around or not, but it was a fantastic program. I bought it on cassette tape many years ago. It was entitled The Neuropsychology of Achievement, and it talked all about this visualization and this sensory-specific detail, and it talked about the history of how people have thought about how they have viewed the human brain. In the old days, they compared it to the current technology of the day. If that was a steam engine, they compared it to a steam engine. If it was another technology, they compared it to another technology. And in this Neuropsychology of Achievement program, they compared the brain to a hologram. And a hologram, of course, is is created with lasers. And they talked about a scientist that I became really fascinated with a a neurosurgeon at Stanford University by the name of Carl Prebram. And I looked up his work and I studied it and I I just became fascinated with this topic of what CyberVision called holographic brain theory and how when we visualize something in our mind, it 
becomes more and more real. And the achievement of that becomes more and more possible when we visualize it. Now, I've thought about and maybe made some leaps in logic, I don't know, about this theory over the years. And I asked myself the question, is our brain, is it a processor? I think most people would say it's a processor, right? It takes in information from our senses and it processes that information. Whether it is a sound, whether it is someone's words that we hear or something that we read or something we see or taste or, or smell or, or feel. That feeling might be actual kinesthetic feeling or it might be an emotional feeling. So it processes this information. I, I think we'd all agree on that. But I would take it a step further than that. And I would ask, is the brain really just a processor? Like your computer processes things, right? And now with artificial intelligence or AI, the computer can actually learn things and think things and do things on its own. And I know this technology that is coming our way quickly might be scary. Who knows how it'll turn out? Uh, hopefully it won't turn out the way it did in the, in the Terminator movies, right? <laughs> but I would argue that the brain is not just a processor. I would argue that it's actually a generator. And here's what I mean by that. Kind of taking a bit of a leap from where Dr. Carl Prebram left off, where he talks about holographic brain theory. Think about what happens in our mind. When we have a thought, what is that thought? Well, that thought is a combination of chemicals and electricity. I think it's been said that the brain takes about 20 watts. That's about its energy consumption, around 20 watts, something like that. And it is the most energy-demanding organ in our bodies. Yeah, I know, you wouldn't think. Thinking is actually quite tiring. It's quite energy-intensive to think. That's why so few people are willing to do it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all cognitive misers, right? To some degree, right? It's, it's easier to be mentally lazy. And it takes energy to think, just like it takes energy to go to the gym and work out. But if you look at this chemical and electrical phenomenon that creates thought, right? That electrochemical reaction, well, that can be measured. And it's measured outside of our skull. It can literally be measured outside of our skull. And so the woo-woo new age people would say, well, everybody has an aura, right? And that aura has actually been measured, okay? You know, with Krillian photography, infrared photography, you know, maybe you've watched some of these reality shows about the real life Ghostbusters. I don't know, you know, there's a lot of unexplained things that we just don't understand yet. And a hundred years ago, a lot of stuff we do today would seem like magic or sorcery to people a hundred years ago, right? So who knows what we'll discover in the future? The world is unfolding before us. And as I always say, it is an amazing time to be alive. But as we think, we're generating something. We're generating something. And that can be measured. And is it too much of a leap to say that if you, if you compare your brain and it's electrochemical reaction that is a thought, okay, that can be measured outside of your skull, outside of your head. You can measure that, okay? Right? Not just in your head. You can measure it outside, 
outside, right? It's a generator. Maybe it's a generator. And whenever there is an electrical phenomenon, that can be measured, right? You can, you can take instruments and put them near a magnet, an electromagnet, and measure the power of that magnet, right? Uh, or you put a piece of metal near it, and you can obviously <laughs> firsthand see the power of it. You can put instrumentation next to a light bulb, and you can measure the effect of the electricity outside of the light bulb, right? Not just in the light bulb, not just in the wires, but outside of it, right? We've all experienced electrical interference. Maybe uh, you put your phone next to something, your cell phone, and uh, because of the electrical energy going through the air outside of that phone, it causes interference. That happens once in a while, not as much nowadays with, you know, the frequencies are very well managed and, uh, Insulation around the equipment is very good, but it still happens a little bit. So why wouldn't this be true of our brain? And if you can measure that, it has magnetism. So is it too much of a leap? And I don't know. I'm asking the question. But maybe in the future, we'll say, well, that was obvious. Why didn't they understand that back in 2019, right? Is it too much of a leap to say that if we visualize our goals with sensory-rich detail, vision, sound, touch, taste, smell, and emotion, and we do that repeatedly, that we are creating a magnetic field that can be measured outside of our head, outside of our skull, is that magnetic field attracting things to us? It's a fair question, I think. Now, I'm no brain scientist, okay? I'm, I'm just a, a hack. I'm an amateur. But it's an interesting question, I think. And it's, it's a, I think it's a fair question. And it, it's probably not too much of a leap in logic to say that that is happening. So if our dominant thoughts are about things that we're afraid of, if they're about things that we might lose about worry, about anxiety, about problems, if that's what we're thinking about all the time, is it possible that we're actually attracting those things to us? And on the other side of the equation, what if our dominant thoughts are formed with sensory-specific, rich detail, vivid detail, vision, sound, touch, taste, smell, and emotion, and they are positive things. They are things we want, not things we don't want. They're things we do want. We want abundance. We want to have beautiful things in our environment, wonderful people in our environment, right? Financial security, good health, good relationships, whatever it is, right? If we think about those things over and over and we discipline our mind, our brain, I know those aren't exactly the same. The mind and the brain are you know, a little different, but you get the idea, right? If we discipline ourselves to think in that way and to constantly try and keep those negative thoughts, and we all have them, of course. We all worry about stuff. I, I, I certainly do. But we, we keep those away from us as much as possible. We minimize the negative and increase the positive, 
Don't you think we will attract more of what we want in our lives? So use guided visualization as a powerful tool to achieve your goals. We talk a lot about income property investing on the show, and we do that five days a week. And this applies to that, right? Think about all the things with your properties you have to be grateful for. All the things that are working out well, right? As people, we tend to only focus on what's not working. I mean, I think that's a fair statement for a lot of us, maybe all of us. You know, if we don't get the rent in time, if we are not self-managing and we have a property manager and, and they do something wrong, or there's a, a repair bill or something like that, right? We think about what goes wrong. But when things are going right, there's nothing happening. Nobody sends us an alert. We don't get an email. Things are going great. <laughs> you know? We don't really pay attention to what's going right, do we? You know, uh, There's old advice in, in parenting, you know, catch your kids doing something right right? And that's probably some good advice, right? Not just the stuff they're doing wrong. So uh, this guided visualization can be a very powerful tool. And I hope you'll use it to uh, increase the abundance in your life. And uh, one way you can do that is you can join us, and this is the first announcement of this, by the way, for our upcoming Profits in Paradise event. Yes, we just booked it. And uh, that will be October 26th and 7th, Saturday and Sunday, in beautiful Orlando, Florida. So if you've been uh, thinking you need to visit Disney World or Epcot Center or any of the other many, many attractions in Orlando, come join us for Profits in Paradise. We'll have that up on, on jasonhartman.com real soon. And you can talk to your investment counselor about it as well. But I just want to wish you the very best. And I want to say, visualize the things you do want in your life with sensory specific detail, with vivid detail, with rich detail. How will your future look? How will it sound? How will it feel? How will it taste? How will it smell? And what emotions will you experience when you have this future, right? Keep that in mind all the time and visualize in vivid detail the things you want. And whenever the negative stuff enters, the things you don't want, don't use these techniques. Use the opposite techniques. You know, instead of repeating them all the time to yourself and agonizing about them instead of visualizing them in full color or repeating in your mind what someone said to you that you didn't like or how it made you feel. Visualize it far off in the distance in black and white with no sound. That's how the negative things should be viewed in our lives. And we got to deal with them. We got to think about them, right? Because they happen to us all. There are lots of people out there who scam us and take advantage of things. And, you know, there, there are bad people. And I don't deny for a moment evil exists, okay? Uh, it absolutely does. But let's visualize what we want with that sensory-specific, rich detail. So I wish you the best. We will have more guided visualizations coming up in the future. And until, uh, until Monday, happy investing.